0: Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor.
1: It has been about a year since the whole Ukraine-Russia crisis really started heating up. And we're not hearing as much about it anymore. It's kind of gotten normalized, right? There's all this fighting happening, but it's in the news a lot less because it's a lot less novel and new and interesting. And, and that's typical with, with news cycles. Something that's new will get tons of attention, but then people's attention move on. But there's still been all this fighting. And you know people love to get outraged and take a side online, but then they also move on to the next thing. So you know, when this thing broke, social media, when I say it broke, when it was brand new, when it uh, was breaking news, social media erupted with people expressing opinions about all this and talking about it, debating it. And and then they also moved on to the next thing. But this war still been going on, and, and so has our government's involvement, as well as all this money they're sending. So I wanted to talk about this really quick. Maybe, Brittany, let's start with a question for you. Uh, Tell me kind of what your initial reaction was when, uh, about a year ago, the whole Russia-Ukraine war got started. What thoughts went through your mind? What were your observations?
0: Yeah, I guess I wasn't surprised. I think it's because, you know, this happened, something similar happened in 2014, and you always hear of things being so crazy over there that, I'll be honest, part of me was like, wait, was that not already happening? And I know that makes me sound like I don't know what's going on, but in that part of the world, things are always so chaotic that I was... I was not that surprised, if that makes sense.
1: It does make sense. And I think that's kind of a natural reaction. When we, um, I'm actually looking right now, I'm holding in my hand a magazine, the Tuttle Times magazine that we put out March of 2022. This was, this was issue number six. So pretty new, you know, pretty early in us producing the magazine. And this one, uh, the the cover art says, why is there a war in Ukraine? And we called it a special edition and we dedicated a little more space than we normally do uh, to to an issue. And we wanted to take time to really go through what was happening. Now, I'm going to read a little bit from from this magazine, but before I do, I want to point out what happened. When we published this magazine, uh, there were a, a decent number... Of parents, customers who got upset with us and felt that, you know, we were unfairly representing what was happening in Ukraine, that we need to support Ukraine, that we need to fight the Russians. And basically, they were buying into a lot of the talking points of why this war was being fought, what all our government leaders were claiming, and so forth. And I think. With time, I mean, it's been—I said a year. It's been like a year and a half. I think time has kind of vindicated the the stuff that we wrote about in the magazine, as you point out, Brittany. Like not being not surprised. Here we go again. More intervention, more conflict. Um, You know that this is very common for our government to get involved in what are called proxy wars. So, uh, so so let's let's talk really quick what a proxy war is. Um, A proxy war. It's also what's happening right now in in Israel and Hamas, which we'll talk about on our next episode, so make sure you listen to that one as well. Uh, In Israel and and with Hamas, you have a proxy war, which means that we're, America is siding, and many other countries, but America is siding with Israel, and then Iran and Russia and China are siding with Hamas. So when you do something through proxy, it means that you're doing it through somebody else. So in reality, what's happening is that the world's superpowers, Russia and China and the United States of America are really fighting, but they're doing it indirectly rather than American tanks you know rolling across uh Russian uh communities were we're funding and and fighting a war you know in in different countries that are battling one another that's kind of what's happening and and has been happening with Russia and Ukraine. There's been a bit of a proxy war. So really, it's the United States of America is fighting Russia, but we just haven't declared war against Russia, and we haven't sent American troops into Russia. So let me read briefly, Brittany, and then I want to get your your reaction to this. So this is from, again, our magazine, March 2022. And so we said that uh, to understand the conflict in Ukraine, you need to understand the history of two competing empires, one led by the United States and the other by Russia. Empires are when countries form a club of sorts with the objective to secure land and resources. The more countries join the club, the more resources they have to share among the club members. So then we talk about how one of the biggest clubs after World War II was a group called NATO, which stands for the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And then on the other hand, we talk about Club USSR, which was the Un- Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. So it was a whole bunch of kind of communist countries um, that were all under one, one, in one club, basically. So then we say this, the political disagreement escalated in 2014, about a decade ago, when Ukraine's president met with the president of Russia before they signed a trade agreement. And the concern that they had was Ukraine was getting close to uh, NATO. And then Ukraine was like, oh, maybe we can get close to Russia. Like, we'll we'll form an agreement with Russia. But the, the people in Club NATO didn't like that. They didn't like Russia growing in power and gaining more influence. And so they didn't want Ukraine to join Russia. So then President Obama, when he was the president, his uh his administration so that means like the the government employees they helped organize protests in Ukraine and what happened was those protesters which were supported by our government those protesters overthrew the president and they installed a new government they put a new government in place new leaders that would only be allies with nato with with club usa well of course russia didn't like that so really, what you have is Ukraine is caught in the middle, and the United States government interfered with the Ukraine government to make sure that oh, we want to make sure Ukraine has a government uh, government leaders that will be in our club. So really, what we did is we angered Russia, and so for years this has been this has been boiling. This has been a, a conflict, and the concern I have, Brittany, here here's where I want to get your reaction, is that. A lot of times when these wars break out, the public is just told uh, a, a particular reason why the war is fighting. Oh, look, Vladimir Putin is evil, and he has, you know, grand designs for global conquest. So he's attacking poor, victimless uh, uh, Ukraine. right? And, and the public is unaware of the real reasons and the history. That, that led to all this. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that government leaders here in America might want the public to be ignorant of what's really going on?
0: Uh, well, I think we're kind of seeing that now because they just, they, they like, what is it? Beating the drums of war, as they say. And it's easier to get things passed. It's easier to send, how much did we send over there, Connor? It's like over 6 billion because I think they miscalculated by 6 billion or something like that. It's, wow. it's easier to... Make people feel like it's in our best interest, like in the war on terror when they were like, oh, they hate us for our freedoms, so we have to give up our freedoms and send all this money. I think at the end of the day that it's easier for the government to do what it wants if we don't have all the information. Because I'm well, we just say, okay, I, go ahead and do it.
1: Maybe I misheard you, Brittany, when you said $6 billion, The total amount of money that the United States government has now given to Ukraine at the time that we're recording this, which is in October of 2023. The total amount of money is one hundred and thirteen billion dollars, and that is much an money? insane amount of money, and and that that doesn't include all kinds of other assistance that they're getting, and and it makes you wonder what's really going on. I mean, we've talked before about the military-industrial complex, which is you know these these contractors, these companies that. Uh, that benefit financially when there's war. So they they like when there's conflict like this because they make way more money. And and there's all these people who are okay with this conflict. They actually encourage it because they like that, oh, this is going to weaken Russia. I mean, Lindsey Graham, he's a, a congressman who really supports like every war there's ever been. And he had this quote where he said something to the effect of, why would I not support the Ukraine war? We're We're fighting we're using Ukrainians to fight against Russia and weaken them. So he's basically treating Ukrainian soldiers like pawns on a chessboard and saying, oh, yay, no, Americans have to die. We're just going to make a bunch of Ukrainians die to fight Russia for us. So, you know, that to me is a big concern. Brittany, you actually brought something up that I was going to make the comparison to. So I'll just add an exclamation point. When 9-11 happened, all of a sudden, Americans were caught off guard, like, why have these horrible terrorists attacked us? Why do they hate us? And that was a big debate in the very early days after 9-11. Americans were confused. Like, where did this come from? What's going on? And and, and President Bush, George W. Bush, um, and, and many other people, but primarily Bush, kind of popularized this. He said, what you just indicated, Brittany, the terrorists hate us because we're free. And 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 they hate our capitalist system and our way of life. And then I don't know if you remember this, Brittany, but his recommendation to people—I think this was like the day after the attacks. His recommendation to people of what to do was to go spend money.
0: Wait, really? Right? I don't remember that. Oh, yes,
1: it—it it was. You know, let let's stand up for our freedoms and our way of life, and go shopping, go spend money you know he and his buddies were really concerned that there would be this big economic hit and so forth and so it's oh go stimulate the economy and we'll show them and um and that was the reaction but but Americans were like well why why do they attack us you know and and they were told that it's that it's because terrorists hate us cuz they uh, cuz we're free that's a total lie osama bin laden about a year later he wrote this open letter to the american people and he revealed The reasons why he and all his buddies were involved in the attack. And and look, you don't have to agree with his reasons or think that what he did was okay at all, but it's instructive to read the reasons that come from the actual person. And what he says is, your government has been on our holy lands, has been occupying our countries, killing our family members, starving babies with your sanctions that deprive uh, sanctions are like when the government says we're not going to let food or medicine come into your country. It's like a like a blockade, and we're stopping money from coming in. And and so he lists all these grievances. It, it's kind of like, and I I should stress, kind of, kind of like the Declaration of Independence when the founding fathers when they were breaking away from the British government, they listed out the reasons. The whole first half of the Declaration is this is a problem. This is what he did. This is what he did. And then they said we're breaking away. And uh, and so Osama bin Laden was the same way. They didn't hate us because we're free. They hated us because we had been meddling. Uh, we had been involved in their business. Another quick example, and uh, we talk about this one in our new guidebook on conspiracies, the Tuttle Twins Guide to True Conspiracies, uh, was Operation Ajax. So in 1979 in Iran, uh, a lot of Americans, I think it was 44 Americans, were taken hostage and it was a big controversy. Why what, Why is Iran doing this? They're such horrible, evil people. Oh my gosh, these Americans have been kidnapped. And that was the, the bewilderment, the confusion in American media. People didn't understand why it was happening. Well, why did it happen? It's because 25 years prior, in the early 1950s, the CIA, which stands for Central Intelligence Agency, So the CIA, which is part of the U.S. government, they helped launch a coup in Iran. A coup is when you overthrow the government, just like we did in Ukraine about a decade ago. So in Iran in the 50s, the CIA helped overthrow the elected prime minister because he was trying to take control of all the oil in Iran, and the Americans and the British wanted to keep the oil flowing to the west so they overthrew this guy they installed the shah which means king they like a dictator basically but this shah would be on team usa just like in ukraine the new government was going to join nato or club usa and so in iran they were upset because this shah was brutal he was a brutal dictator and, and so for years, they were living under this oppression. Finally, they overthrow the Shah like two decades later. And then he comes to America for asylum. So the U.S. government was protecting this guy. The Iranians got upset, and so they took hostages. That doesn't mean that what they did was right or okay. It just explains it. It helps us understand it. So back to Ukraine as we wrap up. The thing to understand here is that if we want to understand what's happening in places like Ukraine and Russia we need to know the history. We need to not rely on the media or the government to give us these garbage answers as to why things are happening. Oh, Vladimir Putin is Putin is just evil, right? There's more depth. There's more information. And, and the government doesn't want to share it because it's unflattering to the government, right? It's They would have to admit publicly that they've been intervening in these other countries, that they've been overthrowing other people's uh, other government leaders and they don't want to do that. So they would prefer that we remain confused. They would prefer that we remain ignorant. So so the call to action here for the kids listening, for the parents, is that when we, when we want to understand why things are happening, why world events are happening, we need to have a little bit of skepticism or distrust when it comes to what the authority figures are telling us. You know, don't, don't believe it just because some government official said so. Do your homework. Try to understand what's really going on. Because a year and a half ago, just like you, Brittany, we had kind of seen, ah, you know, this, the truth in Ukraine isn't what we're being told. And we wrote a little bit about it in the magazine. And I think we've been vindicated. I think time has shown that here we are again, meddling in another country, dealing with the the fallout, the consequences. And it's just going to continue until the people rise up and demand that it stops, So that's an opportunity, I think, for all of us to just be a little bit more skeptical and try and learn a little bit more history so that we can make better decisions and and better understand what's going on. Brittany, thanks. And until next time, we'll talk to you later.
0: Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com
1: for more awesome content.